everyone, hey and welcome back to yet another episode of Alpha Metallica. This is your host, Tom Quee. I want to start, as I always start, by saying thank you. Thank you so much for listening, uh, for subscribing to the show, to commenting, to sharing. Please subscribe on YouTube, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a review on iTunes as well. It would be greatly appreciated. If you want to get in contact with the show, we have a Twitter, at MetallicaPod. Uh, it's all one word. If you want to get at us there, we kind of post updates and such on the show, GIFs, etc. of various Metallica moments of history. Uh, we have an email as well, which is MetallicaPod at gmail.com. Please send me you know long form correspondence how you got into the band any stories any interactions and crucially as well today's episode is a little different today's kind of one-off interview episodes we tend to do but with the main kind of span of alpha metallica if you're new to the show alpha metallica is basically me taking the entire metallica discography putting the alphabetical order and you know going through with guests i've had ukrainian virtuoso vloggers canadian heavy metal journalists old school friends of mine you know if you want to come on the show and go for a metallica song get in touch with me there metallica pod at gmail.com i've just answered two emails just for when on air here so got a lot of people getting in touch we pretty much got all of, up to the b's so anything c onwards if you want to come on for let me know um we have a patreon as well patreon.com forward slash alpha metallica if you want to support the show you want to give back you want to get access to episodes before they come out um i've got a series on there with myself and a friend that's sort of reviewing live concerts of the past the moscow 91 episode will be out there very shortly on that one so yeah check us out on patreon email all that good stuff it will be in the description as well but um yeah as i say today is um an interview episode similar to the one i did uh, a few weeks ago with paul Brannigan very excited to get to my guest here you know i am i'm a huge fan of this guy you know an internet icon uh, in, in a certain sense you know one of the leading figures really in that kind of a pioneer that kind of online reviewing cultural style specifically you know video games board games movies this is of course uh, james rolfe the angry video game nerd how's it going man oh hey very good thanks for the introduction no, it's great to have you. Like, I mean, one of the highest accolades I can imagine to receive was you were featured on Watch Mojo's top ten YouTube celebrities. Oh, cool! Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it, I mean, it kind of it kind of came from nowhere. Didn't not came from nowhere, but it was very much you and YouTube. You existed before YouTube, didn't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of laughing. I'm just like uh, exist. I know what you mean, but that was kind yeah. of funny. Exist before YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, just working on stuff being real persistent and just you know always just keeping that as a hobby of just making videos and stuff no matter what technology existed at the time mm-hmm. and then if you do something like that long enough then eventually some kind of technology will be invented and then it'll give you new opportunities that you never had before mm-hmm. and I, I mean of course i urge people to obviously check out cinemasca check out all the stuff you know you've, you've done over the years fantastic fantastic stuff but we're here to speak about music metallica specifically and i i gotta be honest i'm you know quite a fan of your channel and stuff like that but i wasn't necessarily that aware of your your music tastes you know that uh, and stuff like that, your inclinations and then i found recently a sort of metallica megadeth playlist that um video that you did that was fantastic and then the, the video you did with mike where you're trying to guess the metallica song and Oh, yeah. Which which you've seen it all then. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. And I urge people, by the way, to watch that video and and, and check you out, basically. It's fun to play along as a fan as well, because you you basically get every single song within a second or two. You know, it's it's quite impressive. But, I mean, music for yourself, was that something you'd always been as obsessed with as, you know, the video games, the movies, etc.? There was a period in the early 90s where I wasn't really listening to much music. Um, I did as a as a kid in the 80s when I, I was listening to vinyl records and audio cassettes. It always seemed like it was one or the other. I remember vinyl and audio cassettes sort of just like coexisting. Like both of them were really common. Um, even CDs were out. I think 
like 85 or something like that. But nobody, I never heard about CDs till, um, till the early nineties sometime. Mm. But, uh, when, when the, the whole grunge movement was happening, I was sort of just like out of touch with music. I wasn't really, I don't know. I just didn't really like what I was hearing. Um, and I, I got into a lot of that music later on, but mm. at the time I was sort of going through like a, a musical drought. And then I caught up really quick at, at the end of the nineties when, uh, uh, it was pretty much Metallica. I mean, well, there's there's a few of them, but Metallica was like the one that really was my gateway into um, to get back into music. But not but not only the, the music I was listening to before, like uh, you know, like in the '80s, I listened to a lot of um, like White Snake, Heart, um, Bon Jovi. But now I was sort of getting more into the harder stuff. Um, so Metallica was really my gateway to metal. Hmm. And I mean, before we get into sort of the Metallica story in general, obviously one of the main facets of your channel is um, video games. Metallica video games, are there any out there that you're aware of? Because I have discovered one just doing some research, but are you aware of any? Oh, no, that's a good question. Uh, what What is the one that you found? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, um, well, there is, off the top of my head, because I was thinking, obviously, I'm having Angry Video Game Nerd on, you know, gonna, mm-hmm. are there any Metallica? Because I know there were, like, some Iron Maiden games in the 90s and, like, Kiss games and stuff, like, yeah. you, know, you know, actual game games, not just type. Because mm-hmm. I think there is, there's a Guitar Hero Metallica game, I believe. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And, I've played that. Yeah, yeah. And there's, um, I think there was a Stern Pinball Machine as well of Metallica. Oh, cool. So there is yeah, that sort of stuff. But yeah, no, this game was called um, Damage Inc. And, and there's footage of it online, actually. There's quite a lot of footage. Um, this is from an oh. uh, uh, article about it. Uh, around 2003, BlackRock Studio was working on something fairly unique, uh, a Metallica game. Apparently, the trailer was included in this, what, a Say Anger edition or something. You could, you could get access to the trailer. And it's basically kind of like a sort of twisted metal, like a sort of, you know, a Mad Max kind of in a car shooting game yeah. kind of thing, post-apocalyptic driving adventure game. And there's there's art there's artwork of James and Kirk kind of done up in that Mad Max style. It looks great. Oh wow. You know. Yeah, never heard of that yeah. one. I'll have to check it out. Damage <laughs> yeah. Inc. Damage Inc. Yeah, um I urge everyone listening as well. You could, there's quite a few articles about it. And there's quite a good YouTube video of a guy sort of going through the trailer and picking it apart and stuff. But yeah, it it is it is really interesting. But I mean, let's talk about yeah. um, you know, Metallica in general. You, you spoke about kind of listening to a lot of music in in the kind of mid 80s. Where where does it begin for you? How old were you? How did you first discover the band? Um, it was probably uh it was during when they were touring for load, I remember hearing about the free concert in Philly, which was, um, outside of what was formerly, um, the core state center at the time. Hmm. And, uh, everybody in high school was talking about, Oh, there's this free Metallica concert. I'm just like, who's Metallica. (laughs) And, uh, it was either that or at some point, I don't know which came first, but I heard uh, King nothing on the radio and, it just blew me away. I was like, what the hell is this? I got to hear more of, you know, what this is. And, uh, and then eventually discovering it was Metallica and my first album, actually probably the first CD. Well, second CD I bought was reload. Um, first Metallica CD. Hmm. And, uh, so I got into them during the, the load reload eras. That was the sound that I got into, but, but very quickly I learned of their history and, you know, the internet was very young at this time. And, I remember chatting with other Metallica fans on AOL and learning about <laughs> Kill 'Em All, Ride the Lightning, and I, I went back to the beginning and uh, then worked my way back through. And, and when I heard Kill 'Em All, I was like, "Oh wow, this sounds like completely different." It's mm. like not. I was like, "Is this the same band?" Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it was. 
and, and then when I got to Ride the Lightning, that became my favorite album of all time. Still is. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. so that's basically like I went through a very intense period of just listening to nothing but Metallica for a while, and uh, recording every single thing on TV that would come on. Um, like he, I remember that game show where Kirk uh, gave the the guy his appendix. What? He had his... <laughs> <laughs> Not heard of that. Yeah, there was this game show that they did on. I think it was MTV, right. and um, the the winner of the show uh, got a prize, and and Kirk just happened to have his appendix removed, so he gave him his appendix in a jar. <laughs> and I I wonder to this day, does that guy still have Kirk's appendix? Right, yeah, <laughs> that is, I mean, I mean, Kirk himself collects all these kind of monster goodies and stuff like that, so I, I figured yeah. he would have, when I kept on it, I, I literally just googled Kirk Hammett appendix, see what comes out, and yeah. there, there was a, there's a Facebook post from Kirk two years ago, um, had my, and it's a photo of him basically sitting down, and it's kind of, he looks kind of of that late 90s era, um, on it, playing his guitar live, had my appendix taken out a few days before our Gary Jink show in Chicago, had to sit down the entire show, so yeah, that, that was my, I've not seen that. There's um I don't, I don't know if you're aware of the YouTuber Met Fan for Life. He sort of compiles you know all the old sort of things there and all the kind of interesting clips that maybe have gone forgotten. I don't think that's on you there, but I'd have to check that out. So yeah, that, that what else is on TV at the time with their concerts and stuff? Or yeah, I might still have the tape actually. Oh right, I'll, I'll look for it if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd, lo- I'd love to. Uh, I'd love yeah. to. See, I'd love to see that. And um, one of the things that I listened to just before we went on air as well was um. Uh, a sort of podcast recording you did uh, where you sort of went through Metallica's discography and your history of the band and, it, and it's really interesting and one of the sort of I guess cultural shifts that I have to appreciate because you know I got into the band and I, and I kind of bought their CDs and stuff but it was kind of YouTube was around and I was getting into them. so if I wanted to just listen to Purify you know it's a Google search away sort of thing I didn't have to wait and you, you were saying in the show that you were getting sort of you know you're going through their back catalog and you're getting sort of CDs monthly you know and sort of doing, doing that sort of slow grind which I guess yeah. you know in essence is a better way to experience music yeah uh, like i don't really get the chance to do that much nowadays because now there's just so many bands like a lot of times i'll you know it's it's overwhelming how large the discography is for a lot of these bands so sometimes you just kind of like go through it real quickly or you know somehow you 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 try to obtain them all as quick as you can but metallica it was like even though it was like a period where it was like i was really just listening like well, not just Metallica, but it was like mainly Metallica. Mm. But still, it was like a month, like a kind of like a month in between, because you'd have to save up some money. You'd have to go to the CD store, buy the album, and you know, it it took a while. And uh, but but I really did get to experience each album, like you know, one at a time. Mm-hmm. And you know, you you sort of following this journey along. Then, so, you, so you're saying it's coming that load era. So, I mean, were you just kind of every release that was coming out? We, you know, the S and M, the sort of the Garage Inc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was uh, really excited when that came out because um, I remember uh be- before that Garage Days uh, uh re revisited mm. was the only one where I couldn't find it because it was such a obscure release and. And you could sometimes you'd see it at a CD store, but it would be like thirty bucks, and yeah. it's an EP. I'm just like, oh, I can't afford that, yeah. you know. But then, well, we had this uh, radio station, uh, WYSP. Well, it still exists, but I, they moved away from uh, rock. Right. But right. Uh, I mean, I think they still do have some rock channels because now you know each station has all their their, their different channels. But uh, 
uh, they did this thing called Mandatory Metallica every night, and um, they would occasionally play Helpless or um, Last Caress, uh, mm. usually with you know bleeping out the, the cursing. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, once they played So What with with nothing mm. but bleeps throughout the whole song. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but uh, that's that was when um, I was sort of recording these on the. The, off the radio because you know you'd have the radio player with the cassette deck built yeah. in and you could record so i was uh recording every time they would play those rare songs and then when garage inc came out i was like oh wow finally i get to just buy it all on a cd and i don't have to like do all the work to try and you know compile it myself and not only that but it had that bonus disc um attached with it with all the new covers yeah and uh yeah i was really excited about that yeah yeah that was a really smart bit of bit of branding really because when when you when you look at that era of metallica really they there was a long break between black album and load which i mean you know fair to say had a giant world tour in the middle of it so they were busy yeah. and stuff like that. but then you had sort of like i think it was like four or five years of continual releases so you had load followed by reload followed by garage days followed by snm you know and, yeah. and they they really did that on so but i just just want to go back to garage days quickly because you were telling a story on the other show about um censorship in relation to so what and stuff like that and you got a censored cd didn't you originally of garage days oh that's right i i accidentally bought a uh, censored cd of yeah. garage <laughs> <laughs> and I, I mean you yeah. know these days it's kind of it doesn't really exist you know it's all it's all streaming whatever but was, wasn't it a case of you, you worked at kmart and you're like advising people not to get it or something yeah that's right uh i was uh, it's just funny to, to, to remind me of, the, of uh all these funny stories mm. but yeah i was uh working as a cashier in kmart and and uh, i remember customers would come through whenever i would see anybody buy that cd i'd tell them it's <laughs> it's the censored version and then <laughs> and then usually they'd be like oh okay well i, well, I don't want that i'll just go to sam goody or right. um i don't know was their best buy then i forget but uh uh they'd go somewhere else so then at the end of the day you know you'd have your return bin where all the the products that people would uh not buy yeah and I'd, there'd just be like a stack of garage ink CDs. <laughs> well, the uh, and, and the next release, I guess we'll just sort of work away through the chronology. Um, was mm-hmm. S and was S M? Uh, general thoughts, James, about S and M as an album? Oh, I, uh, I yeah, I really loved that. Mm. Um, the two new songs on it, "Minus Human" and "No Leaf Clover," yeah, uh, were great. Yeah, I always wanted there to be some kind of studio version of those songs, but I guess he didn't really need it. I guess because they. You know, they did it with the orchestra and, you know, it sounded great. Mm. Um, afterwards, though, a lot of the songs I, I always kind of felt when I first heard it, I was like, oh, so is this going to be the new way to hear these songs now? Mm. Um, like I would try to get into it that way where, OK, now every time I hear for whom the bell tolls, I'd be like, oh, well, now I'm just going to have to like get used to it being with the orchestra. But yeah. then very quickly, it seemed like S&M sort of like faded away where it was now, you know, you returned to just listening to the songs the way you always did. Um, like a lot of those didn't really need the orchestra, like, you know, for whom the bell tolls, it kind of, you know, works as good. It works good enough on its own. Um, but it was really cool. I think it was a great, uh, experiment to hear them all that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think a few rock bands in the past have done the whole orchestra thing, you know, and I think maybe a few new ones have as well, but it, it, you know, it works. Some, some songs I agree. It doesn't, it's almost just like a backing and it's just kind of, what is it doing? But I think some songs like say Cthulhu and, you know, uh, Wolf of Man and stuff like that, there's quite interesting kind of compositions going along there as well. And I agree. I, I, you know, some people, some people, I've seen reviews of S&M where everyone seems to love No Leaf Clover 
over but some people don't mm-hmm. necessarily dig minus human I, I think it's a it's a killer oh yeah that's that's actually my favorite of the two mm-hmm. it's just got that I, riff hasn't it yeah it's like a very sabbath kind of riff yeah i mean yeah some people have kind of called it a bit of a cliche or whatever but i don't know a lot of reload and load to me a lot of it i like but a lot of it is just a bit toothless at times and not kind of got that grit that metallic have and i think minus human had a bit more of a, a smack to it yeah yeah it was like like it just really rumbles it just has like a very very uh i mean just to go back to the word heavy all the time yeah, just, yeah you got to yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, I, mean, I mean i mean speaking of heavy um the next album probably the most controversial album i was very happy to hear james that you like myself are quite a fan of saint anger actually uh yeah definitely yeah. Yeah. um i think when i first heard the single when i heard the song saint anger i was like eh, i don't know like it just didn't really do much for me but then then when i heard the um the whole album and, and especially when because uh, it came with that DVD where they're playing it in the studio, and it's pretty much just a live performance from start to to finish. I mean, it's it's you know it's in a studio, but it's it has a like a very live uh, quality to it, mm. very raw, and um, and, and that's kind of the way Saint Anger always felt with me. Because I think my first impression was from the DVD. I, I may, may have even watched the DVD first before the album, mm. hearing it. But uh, when I hear Saint Anger, I think of it as a live album in a way like i just feel like when you hear it it sounds like you're in the studio with them um just like you know like it's not like the drums don't sound perfect and everything like that it just sounds like what it would be like if you were in like a garage uh with a like a new band starting out except the new band is metallica yeah 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 yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Actually, I, I like the harsh sound. I like the risks they took as well. I, I, I think you know it doesn't bother me as much that it's sonically a little dirty. I know, I know some people always go on about the drums and you know whatever, whatever. But it's just it's got a viciousness to it. It's got a kind of blood in its lungs that that, that maybe some of the other ones don't. And obviously, you can't talk about Saint Anger without talking about um, some kind of monster. Are you you a fan of that? Oh yeah, I thought that was uh, that was amazing that yeah. documentary. It um uh like you know especially like the scene where Dave and Lars are talking together. Mm. Um, there's so much you just get the impression that it's just um it's just real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so raw. I mean, talk about Dave Mustaine because you did the Megadeth uh, Metallica comparison. So I'm guessing you're quite a big fan of both bands. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's fascinating, isn't it? It's like it, it's literally something out of a movie, like the history of these mm-hmm. two bands. And, you know, they were blood brothers and then they kick him out and then he makes a world famous metal band as well. It's madness. It is. It, it sort of has like a like a Lucifer type story <laughs> to it. Like, you know, he'd fall from heaven and then, you know, creates his own, you know, uh, kingdom. But mm. uh, it's it, especially in, in Dave's uh, book the way he writes it when he when metallica wakes him up and they they say you know you're out of the band here's a ticket for the bus and they just send him out on the bus he said like the way he describes it in this chapter it's like um he's like crawling around on the floor of the bus he's like starving he has no money and he's like he he's like looking for like scraps of food or something under there and, and the way he describes it is just like he's crawling around like a rat like mm-hmm. under this at the floor of this bus and then he finds this pamphlet and it says the arsenal of megadeth it's like you know like a megadeth 
a million deaths or something and he's like reading this thing and then he's like that's it this will be the name of my band you know um i mean i don't know if it was like decided right there i forget exactly what he he's how he wrote it but uh but when you read it it just has like this comic book quality where like this is like you know he's gonna get back at them yeah completely and and whereas you know metallica for the most part quite a solid unit throughout the 30 or so years megadeth constantly changing lineups you know all around dave and and some brilliant guitar players and and musicians have kind of you know filled those slots around him but but yeah no i'm doing an episode we're going to be doing an episode soon actually about sort of megadeth and metallica's history and stuff like that and and yeah endlessly fascinating great to see they kind of put it all behind them and they did those anniversary shows a few years back and like dave played like phantom lord with them on on stage and you know yeah like really really makes you happy as a fan it does yeah like when when they did the the big four concerts Mm. and they all went up on stage together uh that was as great um i've seen candid footage of them too like talking backstage and stuff and it it's it is nice to see that all that's behind them yeah yeah and i uh, there's a guy who vlogs about metallica uh, metallica uh, andre vasilenko i've had him on the show before and he was just recently sort of talking about the anniversary of you know garage Inc, garage day sort of thing and and he said like one metallica should do another covers album and he'd love to see them cover a megadeth song oh yeah that'd wow be, that'd, that, would... that would be a watershed moment that would yeah i always wanted to see ozzy cover a black sabbath song that he didn't do yeah 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 that yeah that is true yeah and but moving forward then through the you know through through this kind of great history of the band we have um death magnetic was the next kind of big release after i mean most people herald it as a return to form yeah that's what i'd say like i heard and almost like wow this sounds like it picked up right after justice for all yeah it sounds like um you know because it's weird that when i was when i first started getting into them in the load and reload era there would always be the the term you know old metallica new metallica now it's weird that load reload is like older than you know i think it's before their their midway mark now but uh uh maybe um so death magnetic sounds like okay if you wanted old metallica this is what it sounds like i think yeah 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 and just the ferocity that they play with even at like you know 25 whatever that is into their career you know 2008 when that came out it is the the momentum that they sort of keep up with like are are you a stickler for the sound quite a lot of people kind of pick upon death magnet it's got quite a trebly kind of poppy sound yeah um yeah i i can hear it um but it's it never stuck out to me as much it wasn't until i started hearing people uh, mentioned that that I I didn't really start paying attention where I'm like oh yeah yeah you know I I kind of noticed that but I I mean I think, think the songs are so great it didn't you know it didn't really ruin it but there is uh there are the original uh uh versions out there um before they got compressed so you can hear it um you know before it, it was finalized mm-hmm. yeah I, think I don't it's... know how easy it is to find but but it is out there. Yeah, I think I think it was on Guitar Hero. The, the sort of the original mixes were just had much more clarity on there than the than the Death Magnetic mixes, and there are those sort of things in between. But I mean, continuing on from that, then we get into Hardwired. Have, have you given this much of a listen? Oh yeah, I've been uh, listening to it a lot, um, especially with that. Uh, whenever I don't have time to listen to the full, you know, thing, um, I'll do like a condensed track list, which uh, which I did on the last play. Well, no, no, two playlist junkie number three uh that was um 
where like I, I give uh, playlists or for anyone listening, I, I just uh, say like, hey, here's some cool songs that, to check out, and I'll put them in like an, an order that flows. And I f- felt like the order I came up with with Hardwired sort of feels more like in the format of one of their, their classic albums, um, where you'd start with. Or you start the same with Hardwired, and then you'd go into Moth and the Flame, and then you'd go into Now That We're Dead. And then track four is a little bit, um, uh, you know, you could put a lot of things there. Yeah. You could put Halo Fire, yeah. but there isn't really a track for like a one. or No, a... there's not like a ballad, is there, outwardly? Yeah, that's the yeah. only thing I really felt was missing from that album, that they needed something like, because on Death Magnetic, they did um, The Day That Never yeah. Comes. And that was really like, the best modern equivalent they've done to the song one mm. um but uh it's really interesting i think that it, it has some sound of a. you hear a little bit of load and reload in it and uh you also hear a lot of um uh death magnetic in it like it's sort of like a mix of different things they've done and i feel like they're they're a band that has uh evolved in a really interesting way where I feel like if you were to change the order of the albums that they released, if you were to sort of change time, um, then I think it would go like after Justice for All, um, Death Magnetic would come next. Mm. And then after that would be Hardwired. And then you'd get into Load and Reload. Right. Not sure exactly where Black Album, St. Anger would fit, but it sort of feels like we've witnessed their history out of order. Yeah. Um, yeah, do you get that sense? Yeah, 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 def- definitely. I get what you're saying, yeah. I like that, actually, as Hardwired being kind of the missing link uh, between the sort of low era and the heavy era. I can, I can, I can definitely yeah, see yeah. that as well in, in quite a lot of the songs. And obviously Metallica, you know, as much as they are a studio band, as we've been going through, they're, they're a live band as well. Uh, have you ever seen them live? Uh, yeah, in fact, actually, uh, my total number uh, uh, just turned to 10. I just saw them for my 10th oh. time. Uh yeah. Oh, where, where did you see them? Because they were, I mean, they're obviously currently on this massive stadium tour. Yeah, they they pretty much like like they're one of those bands that they tour so much that, but they tour in so many different places that, um, you know, it, if you see them local, you're gonna have to wait a long time always because <laughs> I I haven't seen them in Philadelphia. They just played here for the first time in eight years. Wow. Um. So I've but I've seen them in New York. I've seen them in uh. I've seen them in um, uh, in California. I've seen them in uh, in Maryland uh, near Baltimore. Right. Um, so I, I have traveled a lot to see them before. Not not, not too much, but. Uh, and, and so the, I mean, you've seen them ten times, which is which is crazy. Like you know that that is yeah. en- en- enviable amount. Like where would you rank it? What was what was the best time you saw them? What was the worst time? I mean, I know worst is kind of a negative word, but could you sort yeah. of rank as like the, the the incarnations that have you know been the most entertaining? Uh, yeah. I, um. Well, I, one of them. Well, I seen two of the big four shows. Um, I think it was the only two they did in the United States. Um. In, in uh, one was in um. I keep saying California. I just forget the name of the the actual sure. town because it was out in the desert. It was like, right. uh, like I'm gonna say it was like Palm Springs or something. But yeah. it was, it was really hot. But uh, uh, it was it was awesome seeing all four of those bands in the same day, and um, and you know they they all came out at the end. Um, yeah, with my evil. Yeah, and then, uh, but the best time I think I seen them was uh, was. It was the fourth time I saw them. It was in Philadelphia. 
and uh, I was all the way in the front of uh, so I was I pretty much got in there early and just stuck it out the whole time and and I, I got to see every band member up close um, mm-hmm. because they did that rotating stage where even Lars's drum kit would circle around the stage so um, I got to you know actually like see all of them like as close as you could possibly be yeah. and then I even caught uh, Kirk Hammett's guitar pick and um, after that I was like wow this is the best night of my life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what 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 tour was that what era was that um, that was right after um, it was 2004 so I'm gonna say that was a uh, Oh, so it's just after the um, St. Anger sort of stuff, was it? Yeah, that was, yeah. That was okay. the only time because I know the album came out two thousand three, but they that was the only time I seen them come to Philly um, more than once in like a two year span. Like that was the most frequent they ever came here. Yeah, was that the? I've got. I think I've got the set list up here. Was that Wachovia Center? Is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Uh, the the venue changed names a lot of times, but yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. At that, yeah, it was October nineteenth, two thousand and four. Um, apparently, right? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so just looking at the set list now, the opening five songs: Blackened, <laughs> Fuel, Leper Messiah, Wherever I May Roam, Into King Nothing. Jeez. Oh, you know what? Um, there were two nights. Um, I, I was there the second night. Oh, okay. So I think the set list was different because I remember they opened with. Um, uh, no, I can't. I think it was Battery. Okay, okay, oh, okay, I've got the set one. Yeah, it was Battery, you're right, yeah, it was Battery into Fuel, into Memory Remains was the opening three. Damn. Oh, cool. Damn, yeah. That's, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was really good. <laughs> and it, it's kind of a shame, really, because this is, after all, the St. Anger tour, they play one St. Anger song, they play Frantic. Yeah, because they, um, it seemed like, even when I saw them on the Reload tour, there wasn't a lot of Reload, it was mostly, um, uh, mostly old stuff, but then, um, and then St. Anger, same thing. It was just like they played a couple songs. Uh, in, in 2003, they played um, – I saw them uh, then too. Uh, mm. It was uh, it was Frantic and, and St. Anger. But then when Death Magnetic came out, they played like six songs. I was like, yeah, they're finally doing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're finally getting behind the new album. And even with Hardwire, just recently I saw them a few weeks ago – and they they played a lot of hardwired, uh, so it was great. Mm, yeah, yeah, no, they're definitely kind of owning that material a lot better, and the reaction from the fans has, has been great as well. So, um, I guess I guess we'll wrap up with just a few a few sort of quick fire questions. You mentioned that your your favorite album is Ride the Lightning. Yeah. What about your favorite song? Do you have a favorite Metallica song? Um, I think the title track. Um, All right. Yeah, I think Ride the Lightning is still my favorite. If I had to pick one. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I know it's yeah, impossible, but yeah, you know, that is. Uh, that, that, that oh, is... you know what about the concert thing? I I did see them play Escape, and apparently it was the only time they've ever played it live in in their ah. entire. Oh my god! Yeah, because and... Escape and Track Under yeah. Ice are both kind of famously rare live songs, aren't they? Yeah, and you'd think that it would be. Um... Like it would have been bigger of a deal, but it just felt like they were just playing any other song. Um, but it, and then I, I later on, I, I, I mean, I knew it was rare, but then later I, I looked at their, uh, their, 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 you know, like a countdown of how, what are the rarest songs that they play live, and apparently Escape was that was the only time they ever played it live, and I was there. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. So, wow, that's uh, that's interesting. And I mean, a slightly weird question: Do you have a favorite member of Metallica? Oh, um, I, I mean, I guess like 
it, it's tough to say, but I, I guess like Kirk, because he's into the horror stuff. Yeah, yeah. So he'd be the one who I'd want to talk to about horror movies and everything. Yeah, that's a good. But choice. then James is just—he's funny. Like he, yeah, he, oh yeah, he always just cracked me up. Um, like especially like on the uh, the live binge. Um, yeah. Live shit, uh, binge and purge CD. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many funny things he says on there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, yeah, I, I remember seeing them uh, or a clip of them at Donington '95, and they do loads of band impressions. And James is like a really funny mimic as well. Like, he's just quite, he's got, he's quite, witty, <laughs> he's quite witty. I saw him on Joe Rogan as well uh, recently, and he, he's just an awesome dude. Like, you know, he's, he's he's such a good guy, and clearly loving what he's doing and stuff like that. And um, I guess, I guess, do you have any like Metallica songs you dislike? Any albums you dislike? Or are you kind of a broad the board oh. fan? Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I guess if you count Lulu, um, I don't really. <laughs> oh count yeah, it yeah, yeah. It was an experiment. Um, you know, it's cool that they did a collaboration with Lou Reed, um, mm. but it's just an odd, um, you know, an odd thing to listen to. Um, uh, so that that one's just one I I completely pass on, but um, I, st- I still don't really count it because it's not. It wasn't really released as a Metallica album. It was just it was yeah. like a just a one-off Metallica Lou Reed collaboration. So of their official albums, um, I, I don't, to me, there's no, no bad one or anything, but it, it's the one that I, that's kind of the least on my list is, is actually black album, mm. which is, is interesting just cause it's their, you know, I think it's their best selling one. Um, and, uh, uh, I think it's because, um, I mean, it's it, probably a, a few different things. I think one, one is that, uh, they they play a lot of songs from it live, so I've heard that one a lot. Mm. I've heard a lot of songs from it, and I think um, it, it also has um, the songs are built around the hooks a lot of times. Sure, um, it just seems like they're made for the arena. It's made for um, you know that live environment, um, but it doesn't have as much of like a uh an agenda as much as the others i think like ride the lightning you could kind of say like all right that whole album is about death and it sort of has like a theme you know master puppet sort of has like a theme of like you know it's like power struggles and there's even like drug addiction and it sort of has like all these things going into it black album seems kind of more vague like it's just it's it's not really trying to be one thing it's kind of just I don't know. That that's just the way I've, I've always felt mm. about it. Mm. But yeah. I still really like it. Yeah, no, I think I think that's fair. I think definitely a bit overkill with the hit singles, and they they were aiming for the broadest canvas possible as well. Um, yeah, maybe compromising slightly, but yeah, I think I think the album is is still really good. So, um, yeah, James, this has been this has been great, man. It, it genuinely, personally, it's been a joy. You know, a, a real privilege to have you on. I've obviously been a fan of um, all your work for 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 so long now. I think I remember someone sending me your Godzilla series where you, maybe when I was like fifteen <laughs> or something, and I. I not knowing what it is and sort of going through and ever since then i want to urge everyone of course if you listen to this you're no doubt probably aware of cinemasca and all the work that james and and mike does and all that sort of stuff but um how do people get you your youtube channel that sort of stuff uh sure yeah that's probably the best way to go just, um just to i mean just to subscribe and just check out the channel and yeah mm-hmm. yeah cinemasca cinemasca yeah and um i mean are you, have you got any more because you know there's been a few sort of music based things coming on is there any more projects on the channel at the moment or Oh yeah, um, we're with the music. Mm. Um, the music, it's just uh, playlist junkie for now. So, so I finally have some kind of outlet to talk about music. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll do, I'll do that at least for uh, 
you know, um, till the fall at some point, mm-hmm. um, and see how it goes and maybe I'll do it, do more. Um, uh, just that. And then, uh, I do something movie related every Friday just to have some steady content coming. Uh, so a lot of it's like quickies. It's like these, uh, well, I wouldn't say nothing's quick, but, um, basically everything you see that's on a consistent basis is only like, uh, it's just like supplement for when, when the next big thing comes. So, uh, you know, I'm working on another angry video game nerd episode and when that's done, that'll be posted. And then, I'll begin working on the next one. And, uh, so, so there's something big every now and then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, of course, of course. And obviously there's hundreds and hundreds of videos in the archive as well that, that are fantastic. That I'm working way through. I just watched Power Rangers yesterday. I was eating my dinner. You're, you're going oh, through right. the, uh, the, the Power Rangers video game one, which is very interesting, especially all the Famicom kind of throwback stuff at the start. It was, um, excellent. But, um, James, again, thank you so much, man. This has been great. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. So hopefully uh, talk again sometime.